Hey everyone, Erica Becker here, and welcome to another episode of the GC360 podcast. We film the podcast right here in the Garden City, New York Media Studio, and on the podcast we talk about pretty much a huge range of topics, and we just like to really interview some of the most interesting people in Garden City. So today, this is a really special episode, and I'm really excited because I get to talk about one of my expertise with my friend, Greg Persino. Uh, Greg is also, he's an actor, he's a filmmaker, writer, and director. So we could, we have so much to talk about today, and I'm really excited. Um, so Greg, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Thanks for letting me come here. Yeah, and I'm glad I haven't seen you in a while, so I'm glad I got to Uh, see you. It's a good excuse. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so how long, to start off to tell the audience, how long have you been in the film industry? Well, actually, I started in the middle 70s, but then things happened. I'm out to California. Did a, I was in a couple of films out there, uh, Semi-Tough with Burt Reynolds and Christopherson and things like that. Awesome. But then there was, like, family problems, so I came home, tried to straighten that out. Sure. Then they did, to make money to go back, then you meet somebody, your whole life changes, and so kids... So you met your wife. Hey, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and then the kids come, so that's where the money goes. Yeah. You know, so just before I retired, I, was, I had a couple of cable shows. Cool. Uh, yeah, one of them was called... Crossfire Cinema. Mm. Me and my buddy were self-proclaimed movie critics, you know. <laughs> and I'm an old white guy; he's a young black guy, and we used to go back and diss each other back and forth. Oh, that's fun! And everybody enjoyed it; they liked it. You know, we, just, we got some good comments about that. So, where was that? Um, where did you guys produce that on? Uh, in Lindbrook, oh. Nassau County. Okay. Cablevision had at the time three studios: Lindbrook, uh-huh. Hop Hog, and Riverhead. Okay. So I uh, we did it in Lindbrook, and but he's working three jobs, oh. and eventually he couldn't do it no more. So we did it for two years, and I showed reruns. Yeah. So then after that, I said, well. And when was this? Nineties. Two thousand nine. I retired. So two thousand nine, back about four years. Okay. <laughs> Something oh, like that. Yeah. So uh, so that ended, and then the, I said again, like you say, what's my interest? What I want to do films and whatnot. So yeah. I said, you know what? Long Island is very diversified. We have so many people here on Long Island it's true. who are talented, actors, crew members, and things like that. You don't have to go anywhere to get them. I said, so I started this other cable show called um, uh, Independent Filmmakers. You mm-hmm. know, um, So I had all the independent filmmakers coming on, Long Island the filmmakers. So they came on, they talked about their films, we showed clips of their films. Okay. The do's and don'ts and the problems they had. Yes. Like even my short, little short, there was always problems that you had. Things happen, you know? Always. And, yeah. Always. Everybody thinks, oh, it's so easy. A, B, C, D. No, it don't work that no. way. No. You have a, a, like, a shot list and a schedule, yep. and like more often than not, you go like you're this. behind. Yep. <laughs> Something has to change. We have to rearrange this. Um, oh, this doesn't, this doesn't make sense. This scene doesn't work anymore. There's always something. And you just, that's kind of part of being in the business. I mean, I started in theater and kind of transitioned into film, but in both worlds, that's just part of the business. You kind of have to be, when you go to set or when you go to rehearsal or when you go to the stage, you just have to be like, anything can happen and I just have to be ready. (laughs) And if you can't handle that, then that's, I feel it's worse with the stage because you screw up. It's it. That's true you in know? theater. But you but, know what? That's kind of why I like it. Oh, yeah? Because it gives me like an adrenaline rush. Okay. That's why. I And I started doing theater when I was like 10 years old. So I got used to it really young. 
So it doesn't, it wouldn't even phase me. I'd be like, all right, what's, I was kind of would get excited about it. Like, what's going to happen tonight on yeah. stage? But maybe I'm kind did of like a weird kid. Did I ever, for, you know what? I did not have a big problem with, I was really, still am very good at memorizing lines. Right. Um, I hardly ever had an issue with that. Always my biggest, if anything would happen, it was usually if something like technically went wrong, like right. a cue, or someone else missed their cue, you have to cover. And you're waiting for them. You gotta cover. <laughs> yeah, I learned how to cover yeah. a lot, <laughs> especially when you do it when you're young. Like people aren't as it's not as professional, you know. I mean, I treated it yeah, but super still, professionally because I loved it. Right. But that's that's what it is. Like when I was in high school, all right. One of my English classes, I didn't have to take, so I took a drama class. Mm -hmm. So we put on... That was the only play I was ever in, though. Oh, okay. okay. And it was in high school. Yeah, in high school. Cool. So what was that, 17, whatever the hell yeah. it was? And um, the play was Raisin in the Sun. Oh, wow. Right? That's a good play. An all-black cast. Yeah. And I played Sidney Poitier's part. No. <laughs> so when I came on no. the stage, everybody was laughing and whatnot, you know? That's terrible. <laughs> Why is that terrible? They didn't have any well, black students I don't know. to play it? That... My drama teacher wanted me to do it. Oh my gosh, you know? that's crazy! It, it was it was fun though, because I even cracked up on stage when people were laughing and stuff. Because wow, knew right away. <laughs> but that play is like not oh. a comedy. The movie. Oh, the movie is like I, I enjoy that. It's one of my favorites. No, it's uh, it's yeah. a classic. It's yeah. amazing. Um, but okay, so you yeah you just you did theater in high school once, and then that was <laughs> you kind of just are like went into. Doing well, there was no really right? opportunity, you know. Yeah. I went to, um, uh, in the 70s, so I went to H.P. Berghoff for a while, acting lessons. Mm -hmm. And uh, my instructor was Jesse Osuna. And from my understanding, a couple of years ago, he was still there teaching for all these years. Wow. He was in um, uh, Tootsie and some other films and things like that. Uh -huh. Yeah. He was, he was around for a while. But I, wow. I enjoyed his class. Yeah, he had about 25, 30 students in the class. Yeah. See, that's what you got to get out of your system. All right? What? Well, you did it when you were young, performing uh -huh. in front of people that oh, you don't know. Yeah. All right. Like when I was teaching these kids in my little acting class that I have for them, they were nervous this and that stuff. I said, "There's only like four or five of us here." Mm -hmm. I said, "When you take a, another acting class from a professional school, you got 25, 30 people in there. Yeah. You got to forget about them." Yeah. So I gave sure. I gave them an example. I was in a story. I belonged to this group one time years ago. So the girl worked something out. We we're going to get headshots for only a hundred bucks. Nice. So I went there. But it was this big restaurant, and from the street, the doors open up, the whole side of the building opens up. Big restaurant, nice. Then you go into the back, there's all picnic tables, there's a bar in the front, a bar in the back, this and that. So I went taking pictures and stuff, and there's people just coming in, having their, their meals and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Photographer, a friend of his came down, okay? And after the shoot, he says to me, can I talk to you? I said, yeah, what's up? He goes, how could you do that? I said, what are you talking about? All these people are here, and you're doing this here, you know, with the headshots and stuff, right? I said, they're not there. You got to get used I to said, that. they're yeah. not there. He goes, what do you mean? Get I'm focused what I'm zone. doing. Mm -hmm. They're not there. Yeah. I said, why? He goes, because Lou Gossett was getting um, in the studio for um, Jet Magazine to do mm -hmm. the cover. And um, here's an actor. And he was in um, um, Raising in the Sun, too, in the movie and on stage. Mm -hmm. They couldn't work with him. He was dripping sweat. He was a nervous wreck. Oh, no. They told him to pose this and that stuff. I said, you know why? I said, he had no lines. You're trying uh -huh. to tell him to do this and that. He would have yeah. been more comfortable with a dialogue. With something to say. Right, yeah, right, yeah, totally. Yeah, so um, there's somebody with a lot of experience, but then 
supposed to be a photographer to get pictures done. Yeah. He couldn't handle yeah. it. Yeah. Wow. Well, we're going to get uh, back into some more of this. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll see you right after these messages. <laughs> My father never stops moving, but after he had a brain aneurysm, he had a difficult time getting back to his normal routine. That's when I called Alliance Services. They paired him with Rosa. She developed a custom home care plan that helped him with his recovery. Rosa helped me gain my independence back. Alliance Services, helping older adults continue to live well and independent. Hey everyone, welcome back to this episode of the GC360 podcast. For those of you just joining us, I'm here with Greg Persino. He's an actor and a filmmaker, a director and a writer. Uh, we were just telling some stories about acting, but what I want to get into is talking more about actually the craft a little bit and how you got to into also instructing because you you coach acting. Yes, we both have. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, again. It's something I like, something I wanted to do and whatnot. Now, with the, with the cable vision, the two shows that I had, how I got into that was a girl that I worked with, she invited me on her show like you're inviting me on this show. Yeah. Then she asked me to be part of the crew. So I did that. Now, for a couple of years, I'm doing the, uh, I'm doing the directing, I'm working in the control room, I'm doing the cameras, this and that stuff. Then I said to myself, I want my own show. Yeah. What do I like? Mm -hmm. Movies. So we started Crossfire Cinema. Yeah. You know, I told my friend I worked with, now, what happened with that was, I got off at 11.30 at night. He came in at 11 o'clock. So we used to share films, right? Mm -hmm. So um, he was always complaining of the films that I gave him to watch, right? So he calls me, I don't want no more of your films. I said, what's the problem, man? Here he goes, Westerns, Westerns. You're always giving me Westerns, So man. you like Westerns. Right? I, that, I do, uh -huh. right? And he's carrying on. I said, and your big collection that you tell me you have, you have no Westerns. He goes, no, no, I don't have no Westerns. I said, do you have a posse? He goes, yeah. I said, well, that's a Western. <laughs> so, but, and then everybody else used to laugh at us. And so I decided to put it on the, the, the show cool. together. But, like, how did you, like, wh when did you start coaching, acting? Like, did you take class two? How did you get into that? Well, I took classes. I went to H.P. Berghoff. Okay. I was in California. Nice. I went to the Theater of Arts for Madame Oleska owned it. Mm -hmm. Then um, um, I came back to private lessons with Regina. Um, I forgot her last name. Sorry. And then um, uh, Tony Lobianca, an actor, was giving classes. I uh, took classes with him, and uh, we became good friends. We still communicate with each awesome. other and stuff. He was in the French Connection years ago in the 70s, and the 7-Ups, he was in... Matter of fact, he was very popular in the 70s in TV shows. Okay. And he was directing and stuff. So when I... I give him some, Well, I went to go for his classes, and at the end, I went to his apartment in, in um, Central Park, West over mm. there. And uh, he says, I, you made a film, right? I said, yeah, it was a short for the festival. He goes... Well, I want to see it. I said, okay, next time for the class, I'll bring it in. He goes, no, mail it to me. I want to see it. I said, okay. So I sent it to him. And whatnot. So the next time we had class, he's going around talking to everybody. Well, then he comes over to me. He said, I saw the film. I really liked it, this and that. And I said, well, did you critique it? He goes, there was no reason. I said, really? I said, what did you think of the concept? He goes, I loved it. He says, me and my wife were watching old, old, old movies, and the first thing I thought about was your movie, The Projectionist. What was the concept of the film? All right, it was called The Projectionist, and... Uh, this movie projectionist has shown films like 25 years in a movie house, okay? Basically, he's a frustrated actor. Oh. So when he sees all these new people coming about, it starts off, he's reading the magazine. Mm -hmm. These guys ain't actors. You know, not like Bert, um, um, Spencer Tracy and all those guys, mm -hmm. you know? He says, I could have been an actor. I could have been somebody. 
So when he's showing the films, he looks out into the audience and he sees himself in classic films. So I recreated oh, four classic films. Very cool. Which films and, did you recreate? Uh, North by Northwest. You know uh, that one? That's one of my favorite movies. That's what the plane dives down. That's at, one right? of my top ten favorite movies. Well, I did that one. And then on the waterfront when they're in the cab. Mm -hmm. And Midnight Cowboy. Did you see that one? You know I when haven't seen it. When they're crossing the street. And the I haven't okay. seen it. I did that one in Manhattan. Cool. And then... Casablanca. You gotta know about Casablanca when she yeah. leaves. Classic, right? yeah. So I recreated those things. That's really a cool idea. Yeah. So again, these things just pop in your head. Yeah. You know, I wanna do something, I'm gonna do it. And what happened too, I was always going to the film festivals and I said, these guys, I can do this. Yeah. So that's what I did. You know? Was it a feature, like a full length? No, it was like sixteen minutes a short. Cool. That short cost me six thousand dollars out of my own pocket. Yeah. I don't ask it's anybody for money. Not Cheap to That's make. That's like if I even a low budget is right. not. Well, the no reason budget. I do it that way. So you couldn't you couldn't do a full feature unless you got the money. Oh yeah. And for for a short, let's say you want to lend me a thousand, well, give me a thousand dollars for my film. Mm -hmm. Greg, let me help you. I'll give you a thousand. Next week you call me. Oh, I got a cousin. Can they be in it? I got this one. Or my niece. They want a favor. Yeah, so I said, yeah. you know what? Forget it. Yeah. You know, I did it my well, own. that's really cool that you put that together yourself. Um, what do you think? So we're both gonna be teaching, bringing our acting expertise to the Garden City New York Media Studio. We're going to be teaching acting classes. I have experience, um, a lot of experience, especially in theater camps, mm -hmm. working with kids and directing young people. Um, and I know you've worked with some like, maybe like more older, like teenagers, young adults, all ages. All ages. So that's really cool. I'm excited about that. So what do you... Whenever you, what's something that people can expect from you as their acting instructor? Well, the class, I was thinking about the age, first of all, teenagers from 14 maybe. I was going to say 17 because 18 is, you're an adult already, but mm -hmm. you know what? You'll need an older person in the crowd to work with these kids. Uh -huh. So from 14 to 18, that's the group I'm looking, I'm looking for. And if they have a bug for acting, mm. you know what I mean? Because... Sometimes they have a bug. They don't want to tell their friends. Their friends make fun yeah. of them and all this Or they crap. might not know they right. have the bug till they do it. That's what happened to me. Right. I had no idea. And I was in dance class as a young girl. And my mom saw this audition posting for a musical. It was the Music Man. It was like a local county right. like show. All the high schools come together and do a show in the summer. And she said, oh, they need dancers, like kid dancers. So she thought that'd be a fun summer activity for me to do. So I auditioned, had never like sang, had never acted, just done dance. I went and auditioned and I got the lead part. And then it was like, I was bitten. I had no idea that I was going to be like in love with it like that until I did it, you know? Right. So I think these people, if you have even the slight, tiny interest, do a class. Well, you said there was a tiny little bug. One of the guys in my film that worked at the post office, we used to work in the uh, public affairs office, and we were doing commercials for the post office. Mm -hmm. And so I said, Dino, you want you to be in my film, want you to be the bartender and this and that stuff. Yeah. He looked like the old George Raft gangster when he comes in with his black shirt and his tie, yeah. and he's the bartender, he has white hair, gray hair, and whatnot. He was really good with his scene. Two days later, after he came to the festival and saw it, he called me. Hey, Greg, I'm thinking of taking acting lessons. Yeah, of course <laughs> you know. are. So I told him, are you doing that? He goes, no, nah, no. Nah. I said, come on, man, do it. You yeah. Know? And whatnot. Well, and I think that acting lessons benefit people in so many more ways. Oh, yeah. Even if you don't want to, like, go be, a, have a career in acting, especially for young people, I think that it benefits 
there's so many good things that you get out of it. I mean, for what, like you said earlier, it's just the fact of speaking in front of people. Well, we one, all are going to have to do that at some point, right? right? One, one of the kids in my class, he was like very shy and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was working with him and came out and he was nervous in front of just like a half a dozen of us, whatever it was, you know. Finally, he was getting better and better at it. Mm -hmm. But then when he went into uh, this high school, uh, he's got so much work and stuff. But his mother yeah. texted me and says, Thank you very much for working with Matthew, you know, Greg's, Uncle Greg. Yeah. Anyway, because he came out of his shell. He's yeah. like a different person. Yeah. You know? I've experienced he, he's that, my, too. He's my nephew's son. Yeah. One of but you go to a family function, he's standing in the corner, he's not talking to anybody until mm -hmm. you do it. Now he opens up and he's doing a lot better. See, that's know? amazing. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. super helpful. I've experienced that happening, too, with a show I directed. I had two kids who, similar story. And that's what makes it fulfilling for me to be an instructor, is when you see because that transformation. Because what you're doing is, like, it's creative, number mm -hmm. one. And, like, being a painter or a sculptor or something like that, you're working with them, you're molding your students. You yeah. Know? That's like the kid I was just telling you about. We were doing it in the library, and the mother who plays, uh, the woman who plays the grandmother, they were do, trying to do a scene, and I wasn't getting that facial expression. I said, Matt, when your grandmother tells you to do something, you really don't want to do it. You have an attitude. Mm -hmm. that? It wasn't working. We did like three takes. I said, no. I said, listen, do me a favor. He goes, what? I says, when grandma tells you what to do, think that it's your father telling you what to do. Mm-hmm. Emotional recall. And that's all what of a sudden, called. boom. <laughs> yeah. I got what I wanted out of the guy. Yeah. You know? That's yeah. what you got to do. Those, those so that's techniques. part of what I got to teach him, too. You know? Yeah. Those those specific techniques that we learn when we study. Like, we've both studied it, yeah. taken different classes. Um, so, yeah, that's one of those great techniques. And some of my favorite techniques, too, are the memorization techniques because when I learned how to memorize lines really well, it helped me in school to memorize oh, yeah, stuff yeah. so in much better. Yeah, yeah. So that's another good I know a lot how of was your technique for what memorization. Did, yeah, you do? So it kind of depends on exactly what's going on, but the an example I like to give is um, when I was in high school, my senior year we did Alice in Wonderland. Crazy idea, because that play is very long, yeah. and it's every other... Alice is in every single scene. I was Alice. She's in every single scene, and there's like 30 scenes, right? And so every other line is hers. So I basically had to know the entire play front to back. And the way I memorized that show was every night before bed, I, I planned it out so that I would have everything memorized, uh, I think, three weeks before the show. Mm -hmm. I can't remember exactly how much time I had or how many pages it was, but I was like, I have to memorize X pages before I can go to sleep. And I would just read, read, read. And some of those lines are a little out there and they don't really make a lot of sense. So you have to give yourself a meaning right. to the lines. So that to me, once I learned, oh, I have to make this mean something to me, then you remember it. Um, and then I was able to memorize stuff just super quick because I would do it on the spot. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was in college, I had to, somebody was sick for a show I was in and I was a freshman. So I was just in the chorus and it was like the lead part. She got sick. I was the only other female in the cast. I wasn't her understudy. We didn't do understudies, but they were like, uh, she got sick. It was like the third night of the show and it was like a three week run or something. And they were like, tonight, 
we have to have you go on for her. We can't cancel the yeah. show. You can bring the script on stage. And I was like, I am not bringing a script on stage. Yeah. I memorized her scenes. She was only in two scenes. So it wasn't like I memorized right. a huge... It was Waiting for Lefty. I don't know if you know the play. No. Um, the girls, she's only I'm in two. It's mostly males in that show. So the females are very dispersed. But I memorized her scenes the day, that afternoon. Like, and went on without a script. And I knew how to do that because I was like, just give everything you say a meaning to you, personally, even, if you have to. Um, and that's that's the technique that works the well, best I, I for me. I do a little bit much different. I'll yeah, there's... I'll give you an say. example. Yeah. Because I was doing this commercial, uh, a Jiffy Mop commercial, mm -hmm. okay? So I went down. I was in Carl Place somewhere. I went into the into the office and that stuff. They had two sheets of paper. Here you go. Here's your dialogue. Mm -hmm. I said, okay. You got 15 minutes. I said, what? Yeah. <laughs> 15 minutes, right? That I'm gonna, happens. I'm gonna this line, second line. Go back to the first line, second line. Go back again, then yeah. I go to the next one. I kept doing it all the way down. That's how I did for Alice. Well, listen too. to this. So I had to do the, uh, the the guy who was with me. His name was Kurt May. He was in a lot of soap operas years ago. Okay. okay? They flew him in from California. Now, when we were doing it, I played the, the janitor, okay? We did it. I got all my stuff straight. He nice. flubbed. He flubbed. Oh. Now he got his right. And, I and then you flub. Isn't that always how it goes? <laughs> but, but I'm saying, 15 minutes to read it and be able to do yeah, it. Yeah, you know? that's, that's quick. Yeah, yeah, and there's, like you said, there's different techniques and different things work for different people. Just like I think, you know, different actors have techniques that they prefer. Like I've learned different methods, you know, Stella Adler, Stanislavski, right. da da da. But like everyone figures out by doing which one. But all those is people you mentioned, you. they, what is it? Uh, Stanislavski, what's his name again? Constantine Stanislavski, yeah. yeah. He's like the originator. He is. And everybody else took his took method from him. and they make their own. Yeah. That's what I tell the kids. So you don't have to worry about That's what you've got to do. Yeah. Right. So I also told them when, when I'm doing my films and stuff, if you mess up, don't worry about it. Well, if you feel uncomfortable with a word that doesn't flow out of your mouth the right way for you, you could, we'll change it yeah. and make it comfortable for you so it just flows. Yeah. I don't want them to be all nervous and blah, 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 you know? Yeah, and, totally. And tell right don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We just do it over. It's yeah. no big deal. Totally. Now they calm down a little bit, you know, or some word that they couldn't. I, this words I can't pronounce too good. Like, yeah. Stanislavski. Yeah. <laughs> Worcestershire sauce. Yeah. <laughs> but, the, and, I, you know, I read a, a lot on them and, and Stella and all these other ones. Yeah. And, and what's the, the old guy's name? I forgot his name again, too. There's, uh, uh, I mean, Boleslavski is one. But the one had, he had a, a two-year uh, program in Manhattan. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I can't think I of his know. name. But he's not, I'm talking about like the yeah. classic ones, you know, yeah, and but, you're but right. I'm, what I'm saying is they took his method. Yeah, they're, yeah, you're right. That's why I always start with Stanislavski as like a base because he has those seven pillars and like you said. Lee Strasberg. That's the oh, one. Lee Strasberg, yeah. Oh, the same yeah. I read his book too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, well, I agree with The book that I'll you. be using for the class is by Michael Caine. Oh, I, yeah. I think I have that. Yeah, acting for film. Yeah, sort of I have that book. Yeah. I like that book. Is that my book? Because I lost it. I don't know where it is. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I wanted to bring really? it today. I couldn't find it. You can, I, I have that's it. what I was teaching the kids out of that That's book. a good book. Yeah, for filmmaking, because yeah, it's a little filmmaking. bit different technique, theater well, that's and what film. They, well, I'm not doing theater. I'm doing film. Films. Yeah. And I had the kids doing commercials. Yeah. I said, what do you like? What's your best food product you like? This and that stuff. Bring the object in and talk about it. You yeah. know, and this and that stuff. And they were doing it. They were selling the cereal or... That's uh, great. Yeah. One was a drink. Yeah. I've never heard of before, but that's what they like. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, this is it's good that you have the experience with commercial coaching too and film coaching. I'm really excited about our Long Island acting program. Um, and I want to throw this out there for anyone listening too. We're going to be doing a one-day intensive on February 11th here at the studio. It's from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. And the information will be on the website, longislandacting.com. If you visit that website, you'll see Greg's classes that he's going to have, my classes I'm going to have. But this one-day intensive is going to be a really great way to, especially if you're new, to like kind of get a taste of what a longer program would be like with one of us or one-on-one coaching. And I'm, we'll introduce, you know, a few different kind of things. And scene studies, I think scene studies is one of the most important things. And it'll be improv games, really, really fun. Improv. I, I did some improv with it. With improv the, is important. Oh, it is. It Super is. important. And the, But is. games, improv games are really fun. So it's going to be a great class. So if you want that information, definitely go to longislandacting.com. Both of our stuff is on there, like I said. Um, Greg, is there anything else that you want to talk about with your No, like I said, or? matter of fact, we, we, we did, did, did a lot of it. You know, I put down, the, um, well, here's another problem that people have, the timing, the length of time before you say something. Mm-hmm. When I tell somebody who's, who's, who's doing a scene, you don't have to rush right into the scene because I said acting, you know, yeah. you know, action. You don't have to do that. Right. Take your time. I, I Be read, a person. Right. <laughs> I read a thing once with Kurt Douglas who had a, a paper rolled up in his newspaper. And they would say action, and then he'd tap himself with the newspaper and this and that. Uh-huh. And get rid of the Everyone's newspaper, got their and go, go right into it. Yep. Because it's sometimes, as far as like the editors will know, if you jump into it too fast, you don't give them enough time to edit also. Also, yeah. You know what I mean? That's why film. Yeah, yeah so film, it's, if I say action, boom, 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 they go into it. Whoa, whoa, slow down. Man, yeah. You know? So like, all and these things you'll learn. People, yeah, you'll learn it by being in class and being on set. Oh, not yeah. only that, you and I know people that, um, the filmmakers and stuff where we can maybe put bring them down to a, a set being filmed. Oh, definitely. Oh, tons. Yeah, and plus absolutely. I'll be teaching them some, uh, and give people opportunities to audition for things. Oh, yeah, I know, yeah. commercials and stuff. Yeah, for sure. So I'm really excited about all of that. It's going to be great <laughs> moving forward. Um, to our audience, thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of the GC360 podcast. Hope you enjoyed hearing all this information. Uh, And one more time, longislandacting.com is where you can find out more info about our classes and our information. Um, And this episode was sponsored by Alliance Services. And thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next time. Seasons greetings, everyone. Erica Becker here, your host at Garden City, New York Media. I am very excited to announce that I'll be providing acting classes for young people in Garden City in 2023. To stay updated and for more information, visit our website at longislandacting.com. Thanks so much and happy holidays.